The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening and welcome to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer, and thank you for taking time each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern or 5 Pacific, depending on which side of the coast you're on, as we talk about the sport of kings. Winning Ponies, still red hot on a roll. Exotics are over $6.8 million to date and counting. That's right, we're still counting. Still races tonight, races tomorrow, races the rest of the week. Big payouts last week. We're going to touch on those in the biggins coming up here. Hope you were tied on for last week. Speaking about being tied on, going to be playing a little contest action this Saturday. Yep, and even the boss knows I got the day off. It's about time. Going to get one. Hopefully I can do some scoring well. Winning Ponies has sent me down to Keeneland. That's one of the better contests in the country. Some of the best players in the land will actually converge on Keeneland. They actually go there to wager in the fall and the spring. But when they play for contests, they draw some of the best attention in the country. They ponied up a couple entries, and I'm going to be throwing out my skills. Hopefully I have my... My head tied on right. I know that I will be more than amply prepared, but once again, thanks to Winning Ponies, they've sent me out to Vegas, and they've sent me to Keeneland. These guys dig in deep. they got some confidence, and I'll try not to let them down. What's happening tonight? We're going to have a recap last week. We're going to talk about some things that were going on. Biggins. Nope, not the men's magazine. Got to tell many people because i got a lot of friends that ask me each and every week if I'm Actually, pimping and scoring it up for a men's magazine. Nope, we're going to be talking about big-time payoffs here. News around the world of racing. Special guest this week, Red Hot, up-and-coming rider, number two in the national standings. Yes, number two, rider Julian Le Peru is going to join us in segment number two. I know. Where do you get these guys? These guys are top-notch. We talked to some Hall of Fame riders, trainers. We talked to some regular, everyday people at the track. The hodgepodge and the mix makes it all that much more interesting. You're definitely going to want to stay tuned for segment number two. Recap of the sheets really easy. The one, two, threes are easy to use. Track condition and turf changes, I like that. Because the track can be fast in the morning, get a little downpour, we can, we can switch over to a muddy track. I can take a look at them online. Expansive Complete PP is what you get in the form and or the program. Speed ratings, not only for the last three races, but the daily race itself. And a turf rating, you can combine the three, their own speed ratings. Special notation symbols, the plus, the double plus, and as I keep saying, and I say defy me if you must, I have not lost on a double plus symbol. 
First-time blinkers always helps with the speed. The has improved notation symbol. First-time Lasix, the juice always works, usually on the second time. Three-year-old runners, 45 days or more for the layoff. All selections are tiered, so you can reach in and pull out what fits your wagering plans. That is a recap of the sheets. Easy to use. I'm going to say from the novice to the hardcore player. I'm not going to call myself hardcore. Maybe hardhead, but not hardcore. But uh, I definitely love the game. For the novice, you'll find enjoyment. For the hardcore player, you are going to find information. What's happening from uh, last week to this week? Rafael Bejarano out of the intensive care unit. Jockey Rafael Bejarano injured seriously in a spill July 22nd opening day at Del Mar has been released from an intensive care unit at Scripps Memorial Hospital in La Jolla and placed in a private room, according to Dr. John Agostino, a Del Mar track physician. Bejarano suffered multiple facial fractures in the accident and underwent surgery July 23rd to repair the damage. It's unknown when he'll be released from the hospital. Intensive care to the regular room, big time change. That means good things are happening for Bejarano. Rafael, we wish you nothing but the best. Prayers and thoughts. Dominguez dominates the Belmont meet. Was that a surprise to anybody? Wasn't a surprise to ESPN.com. The biggest star of the biggest story in New York racing this year has not been a horse but a jockey. It may have been the toughest riding colony in the world. Ramon Dominguez has just won a lot of races or set records. He has shown on a daily basis that he has no equal in New York at Belmont. People were saying, oh, he's not as good as everybody thinks, says Naira Racing Analyst Andy Serling. By the way, he's a pretty good handicapper. Those of us who watched him at Aqueduct knew he was actually better than everyone thought. He came to Belmont and dominated. I don't remember Jerry Bailey dominating a meet here the way Ramon has. Ramon Dominguez on fire. He put an exclamation point to the end of the sentence on Friday when he wrote his 93rd winner, of the meet that broke a modern-day record at Belmont for the spring meet, previously held by Hall of Famer Angel Cordero Jr., who had 92 winners at the spring meet in 1982. Incredible. Coming in this meet, Dominguez was looking forward to a good meet, but never envisioned having this kind of success. A native of Venezuela wrote his first U.S. winner in 96. Dominguez has had a lot of Jerry Bailey in him. Bailey probably wasn't the most gifted rider in the room during his heyday, but he always was the smartest and most prepared. He would almost never make a mistake or get caught napping. His horses always got good crips, and he had an uncanny knack for saving ground while his rivals would take the overland route, or some call the married man route, in the jocks room. That's one of the reasons Bailey won so many turf races, and Dominguez is his very best on the grass. His winning percentage is 27%. Little news for you there when you make your way to the window. Six catastrophic breakdowns at Del Mar. Fatalities came from six different barns. Six different barns, one of which was aboard. Rafael Bejarano was aboard when he suffered his facial fractures when struck by another horse. Is Polytrack the sensation that we thought? Did California move a little too soon? Only time will tell. Penn Gaming. Officials see an upside to the expansion of gambling in Ohio, but they have no idea how it's going to shake out. I'm going to title this one, Good If or Good If Not. 
Penn Gaming is one of the backers of the November referendum on the casinos in Ohio's four major cities. They also own Raceway Park, a Toledo harness track. They have an option to purchase Beulah Park. And they're going to get 2,500 VLTs apiece. Penn Gaming also operates Hollywood Casino in Indiana, not far from Ohio and Kentucky. The company's second largest revenue producing property. You talk about Penn Gaming sitting in the catbird seat. If they have a referendum and the racetracks do not rule, they still do well. If they have it only at the racetracks with VLTs, Penn Gaming has one track and the option to buy a second. You talk about the catbird seat in less than two hours away from their farthest would, would be Columbus from their second largest in the world as far as producing revenue for them. You talk about being in the catbird seat at the right time. Penn Gaming, for you nickel-dime players out there, that might be the stock to watch. Jackson, adamant, no Breeders' Cup for Rachel. Jess Jackson might as well have said, read my lips when he said emphatically on the national teleconference on July 28th. This Philly Rachel Alexander will not run in the Breeders' Carp. Cup, not Carp. Regardless of how much pressure is put on him. He says, I've already had pressure put on me by the media to change my mind, mostly by bloggers. Bloggers are really starting to make their presence be felt. He wants to have her stick around for another year. That I'm all for. Let's talk about the biggins from last week. Friday, July 24th, 142 biggins leading the pack was Fargo. Fargo. Race number nine is Super Vecta Key, 7,496 even from Fargo. Saturday, July 25th, 181 total biggins. Lone Star Park, race number six, Super Vecta Key, $61,917.80. Pretty good for Lone Star State. Sunday, July 26, 135 total biggins. Fair Meadows, race number 11, Super Vecta Key, $13,035.60. Right behind was Delmar, race four, Super Vecta, 10412 even. Monday, July 27th, there was 42 total biggins. Fort Erie, race number four, Superfecta Key, 3,184.30. Prairie Meadows, race number three, a Superfecta, 2,916 even. Pretty square prices. Tuesday, July 28th, 46 total biggins. Colonial Downs, races two through four, pick three, $11,645. Dominated the day on Wednesday, July 29th, 70 total biggins. Mammoth Park, as my friend calls it, Mau Mau. Race of six through nine, pick four, $8,531 even. Thursday, July 30th, 52 total biggins, and we are not done yet. Oh, Sweet River Downs, race number 10, a Super Vecta Key, 270440. Pretty sweet shooting on the biggins. We hope you were tied on. I can't say it enough. You can go back and take a look at the biggins. I would, I would encourage you to do so because they do not change. They don't change them up, and they don't change up the results. You can actually go back and see what they picked and how they did. That's a good part about it. And you can also, while you're there, take a look at the ease and motion of the sheets. As I said before, 
one day I was ready for the, the fast track, and I knew we were going to be on the turf. We knew I was ready to go, ready to roll. Boom, thunderstorm comes down. I flipped over to the mud. I flipped over to the off, and I had a different set of runners, all with ratings, PPs, notations. I was ready to go. I was prepared. I didn't miss a beat. It's up to you. Some materials put out their data 48 hours in advance, sometimes 72 hours in advance. A lot of weather can change. Things can change. Riders can change. A whole lot of changing going on with winning ponies. The change is in your hands. Well, it is time to head out to our first break, and when we return, you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for this. Second leading rider in the nation as far as earnings, Mr. Julian Peru is going to be joining us as our honored guest here on Winning Ponies, and you're only going to hear it only if you stay tuned for more of Winning Ponies. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Imagine a family that was almost fed by neighbors who almost volunteered to help them out. Almost volunteered to give them their first hot meal in weeks. Almost volunteered. But as anyone knows, when it comes to giving, almost doesn't count. Don't almost give. Give. Give of your time, your money, your kindness. To find out how, visit our website at don'talmostgive.org. This message brought to you by the Ad Council. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. Jessica. Hi, Mrs. Johnson. Is Megan there? Sure. Follow me. The kids are in the kitchen making sandwiches. <laughs> hey, Julie. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Megan. Hey, Megan. Yeah? You're a total freak. God, you're ugly. And dumb. Oh, and your makeup makes you look like a tramp. Tommy Morris told me you guys made out. Everybody knows. The whole school knows. He said your breath smelled like garbage, and he almost puked. He says you're the most desperate girl he knows. And that dress is totally hideous. You look like a big, fat clown. Disgusting. Oh, and by the way, nice zit. If you wouldn't say it in person, why say it online? Delete cyberbullying. Don't write it. Don't forward it. For more information, visit ncpc.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, Crime Prevention Coalition of America, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. Now, Mrs. Johnson, before we close on your mortgage loan, I want to make sure you remember Mike. Hi. You can trust me. I'm African-American, just like you. So here's the low monthly payments and interest rates we promised, and here's where they triple. The rest of this stuff is just here to make sure that we get your house when you can't pay us back. What a lovely house. Predatory lenders are never this easy to spot. Call us at 866-222-FAIR and protect yourself with the facts. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Fair Housing Alliance and the Ad Council. 
to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports you're tuned in to winning ponies with your host ed meyer got a tip for us need a tip from us if you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. It is second segment time, and during second segment, as each and every week always has, we have our special guest of the week, and this week is no different, as we are Winning Ponies is honored and pleased to have on excellent rider, hot hand in the saddle, and a man that is destined to be a Hall of Famer, Mr. Julian Leperu. Julian, good evening. How are you? Good evening. Very good. How are you? Very well. Thank you for taking the time away from your uh, schedule up at Saratoga. I saw that you rode one winner today. Yeah, one, one win, yeah. Well, one beats none, and uh, the meat is the meat is young, and and I've heard nothing but wonderful things. I've never made the trip up there. Uh, how are you liking it so far? I mean, it's a great place. You know, that's a, a place like Kinlan where people came to the races every day, and uh, uh, today we got a great weather, so that was very good. I was watching a little bit, and I really didn't get to follow, but I actually went through Equibase, and uh, after we chatted for a moment, and I and I did see the win on Equibase, and. Julian, I, I've been doing a bit of reading on you, and for our listeners out there, you're a native of France and grew up in a racing family. Tell our listeners a bit about how you got into the sport of racing. Uh, my dad was an assistant trainer, so I grew up on horses uh, when I was little, and um, I started riding um, jumpers first uh, at 11 years old, and uh, about 18 years old, I was I, I stopped. Uh, Riding the race office. As, as a child, was racing an ambition of yours? Yes, yes. Uh, since I'm well, a little boy, I always want to be a, a jockey, and that was a dream, and uh, now the dream come true. And in fact, it is. We've we definitely have enjoyed watching you take to the saddle. I have to ask you, uh, as your father being in racing, what was his initial reaction to you taking to the saddle? Uh, at first, I mean, he didn't really want me to be a jockey. Uh, then, you know, when in France, you got to be 14 years old when you go to the jockey school. So he didn't want me to be a jockey. And uh, I finished school first. And, and then when he saw that, uh, I really want to ride. And um, and that was the, the thing I really want to do. He just was uh, very pleased with that. And he helped me after that. Well, watching you in the saddle, as I said, has been a pleasure. In your career, who do you credit with giving you your start as you've uh, traveled on in your successes? Um, I mean, uh, it would be a lot of people, but maybe uh, probably the start was uh, Patrick Biancon. Um, he's the one who brought me in America, and uh, he, he gave me my first ride in Saratoga four years ago. So, no, he, he helped me a lot at the... For, for the staff, you know, and uh, 
And then, uh, I mean, of course, you got a lot of trainers and owners behind that. So uh, the list is too long to, to tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I bet it would be a long list. And Patrick Biancone, a colorful character, a man who, who during every interview is always uh, always a lot of fun to listen to, especially mm-hmm. he, he has his own special way of uh, actually putting it all together. In 2006 for you, 403 mm-hmm. races to lead all jockeys in the U.S. for over $12 million, Eclipse Award for the Apprentice Rider, the Outstanding Apprentice Rider. Did you see that in your future when you began? No, actually not. You know, when I started riding, uh, really my goal was if I could ride a couple of horses and win maybe uh, 50 races a year, uh, that would be great. And and uh, well, we passed that, so that was better. <laughs> <laughs> Long-time agent Doc Danner, who handled Hall of Fame writer Pat Day's business, you know, had nothing but glowing things to say about you. I believe you worked with him early in your career. Now you have former writer Steve Bass handling your calls. Describe your relationship and how important is it as far as having the right agent in your corner? Um, I mean, uh, the, the most important thing, I think, is uh, to be a, a team, just a teamwork. And uh, Steve and I are, um, are really good for that because we, we like friends now. So, uh, um, he knows what I like, what I don't like, and uh, same for me. And and he works very hard, and I try to do my best too. So, um, I mean, you know, I, we never really fight. We try to talk and don't fight. And uh, that's a relationship that you need uh, between jockeys and agents, I think. As I remember watching Steve Bass ride, uh, he was a pretty good little rider himself. I didn't know if you uh, actually ever uh, went back and caught any races or old uh, DVDs, films, uh, but Steve Bass was uh, a pretty heady rider in the saddle back in his day. I never saw any videos. I just saw a winning picture, and uh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Trust you me. I saw him ride on the Kentucky circuit, and one time I saw him take a nasty spill over the rail with about mm-hmm. 70 yards to go. Yeah. It, it was it was, it was scary to say the least. I mean, you know, in my opinion, riders pound for pound are the best athletes going. And in this game, do you have trouble making weight and staying fit? No, I do not. I actually got a. I'm very lucky about that. Is uh, I'm a hundred and nine pound, and I can eat anything I want. So. Oh, I'm really that, lucky about that. That has to be quite a quite a, a, a nice thing, especially when you go out on the town with your lady. You, you don't have to worry about uh, <laughs> a salad or or, or, yeah. or very small portions or Lafitte yeah, and guy peanuts. So when you go out with the owner or trainer, then you go you got to go out to the restaurant. At least uh, I can eat anything I want. So. Uh, that's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> that is a real bonus. I, I love to hear that because you've, we've heard of a lot of the ugliness of riders really struggling, and a lot of it's cut their careers short, but I'm glad to see that making weight, a, a lot of the uh, the great hands in the saddle have, have, you know, have been lucky with that. Uh, Pat Day comes to mind, you know, yeah. that uh, he was actually light in the saddle, and, and uh, but strong as, a, as an ox could be, but, uh, you know, never had to battle it out, but... Riding in the U.S. and Europe, in my opinion, are similar but different. In your opinion, which is considered more a sport, in the U.S. or Europe? I mean, it's, it's very different styles. So, um, I mean, they're both are very, are sport, very difficult. Uh, I never rode in Europe, 
the only thing I can tell you, the, the races, they are, they go slower, but go longer, too. So it's a very, very different uh, style. So riders come along, and, and I guess the the adage of teaching patience is probably when you mention the, the riding schools, I, I guess that's part of the daily regiment. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, you, you learn at school over there. It's uh, from 14 to um, 16, 18 years old. You're just uh, at school and learn uh, how to ride and uh, and. Um, do other stuff too. You stay. You in the meantime, you stay at school too over there. So that's a, that's a good thing for young jockeys over there. That's a whole lot of work for a young man to be putting in, much less just uh, regular schooling. Uh, and but then you have a physical. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a very very difficult program, and uh, uh, when you make it, I mean uh, that's a that's a very good thing. But uh, not all of them made it. So the tough one made made the, made it through. I'd have to say there, there's only the tough make it through the uh, the final uh, the final test. But Julian, you've ridden around the country, you you've been all around, and, and we're we're starting to see you pop up where the big money rides are. What is your favorite track to ride? Uh, I love Kinnan um, and Saratoga. I think uh, just because the atmosphere over there are just unbelievable. You know, every day you gotta. It's like 20,000 people at least every day, so it's just it's just nice to to ride with with a lot of people in front of you. Um, I, I love I love Churchill too, you know, but it's a very uh, you get the Derby week, which is uh, amazing, and uh, after that, you know, in a weekday you don't have too many people, so uh, it's it's a lot different. Churchill changes dramatically. There's so much energy, and then it just kind of levels off, and just racing comes back to to Louisville again. When you uh, alluded to Keeneland, are you a fan of the poly track or the synthetic surfaces? I mean, it's it's they got good stuff. Or uh, I mean, uh, I would say anybody can uh, can uh, say what, what they like. I think poly track is a great thing, and uh, uh, I mean, you know, it's a it's if people don't like it when you don't win it. When you don't win races, you don't like the track. And uh, when you win races, you like it. So uh, it's really about uh, if you can handle it or not, and, uh, and um, that's it. Hmm. That's, a, that's a good way to put it. I mean, if you're doing well, you like it, and if you don't, you don't. Yeah, exactly. And that's for every track, you know. You, you go to Saratoga. If you, if you go to Saratoga and don't win races, you don't like the track. And... Uh, that's the same way to to everywhere, you know. If you if you don't like if you don't win, you don't like the track. But if you win, no matter what uh, surface is, party uh, track, dirt or turf, you, you love it. That's uh, that's part of the game, I guess. Professional athletes always find a way to win, no matter if they're uh, running on blacktop, broken glass, synthetic, or the grass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, no matter when you win, you you like the place. That's for sure. <laughs> and in fact, you're in a most beautiful place. What do you think your greatest asset is as a rider? Uh, I, I don't really know. I just uh, uh, I don't really pay attention too much at uh, uh, this. Uh, I just want to ride and try to do my best and stay focused. So maybe stay focused and be patient too. That's probably the uh, the main thing I, I have. Yeah, maybe. The part B to that is, here's the typical scenario. You're at the top of the stretch. You're at Saratoga. 
you're at the top of the stretch. Would you rather be on the end, on the lead, I should say, or stalking from the end? Um, I mean, that depends what day we have. I mean, uh, uh, the weather can change in the track. So, uh, I mean, today I won on the lead, and maybe tomorrow I will be from far back and come win. So it's, uh, it's, it's not about the track. I think it's more about... Um, you're also right, and uh, and uh, if you ride your horse how you like it, uh, you you're able to win. You know, if you if you put a horse in, in front and it's supposed to be uh, in the back of the pack, you probably won't win anyway. So uh, it, it's more about uh, what you what your horse like and uh, try to ride him uh, how you like it. Julian, our final question for you this evening. Do you have any words of advice for any young and upcoming riders out there? Uh, walk. It's just uh, it's just something that you got you got to walk every day and uh, and um, keep fighting and never never look back. Just uh, just keep walking. It's a very difficult job, and um, if if you can if, if you can end up the walk, I mean uh, you gotta you gotta find another job. I think. <laughs> I can't agree with you more. There's not too many jobs. If you don't put your best in, you might have to find a different line. Especially when you start, when you're apprentice and when you when you just start and nobody knows you, you really got to do uh, something to, to, to make you special and something that people see you every day. And uh, that's uh, the only thing to do is walk and, uh, and uh, never complain, I guess. <laughs> Well, you definitely have that something special. Julian, on behalf of Winning Ponies, I'd like to thank you for being our special guest this week. I wish you the best in life thank and you good luck much. on the track. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. thank you. Have a good night. Good night. That's been Julian Le Peru. He's the second leading rider in the nation for earnings. He's up at Saratoga. He chalked up one today, one on yesterday that I did see myself, so uh, you might want to follow this young guy. I think someday we'll be talking about him in the Hall of Fame for sure. Well, it is time to head to another break. When we return, we're going to be talking to the one, the only, Mr. Pistol Pete Aiello for his hot plays of the week, and you're only going to get them here on Winning Ponies. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No Holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. What? 
can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. There was this house that was almost saved from a fire that was almost put out by people who almost volunteered. As generous a nation as we are, sometimes instead of giving, we almost give. We almost come forward in times of need. Almost. But almost giving is the same as not giving at all. Don't almost give. Give. To find out how, check our website at don'talmostgive.org. A message from the Ad Council. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back to Winning Ponies once again. I'm Ed Meyer. Joining me... This is one the only Mr. Pistol Pete Iowa. Pistol Pete, are you there, Mr. Mule Man? I'm here. Hey, we have a caller. Let's uh, let's take him. We'll see if he's on board. We have a caller. I believe it is Dan. I see it on the computer. Dan, are you there? Hi, I'm here. Yeah, actually, I had a I had a question for Julian, but I guess that ship has sailed. Hasn't it? <laughs> that ship did sail. I'm sorry. We I, I looked up and uh, finally caught it after I was uh, was reading over it. But what'd you think about having him on as a guest? Uh, honestly, I tuned in a bit late, but uh, um, I wish I would have caught it earlier. Um, but maybe I can just uh, toss the question out anyway. Sure, we'll do our best. Uh, yeah, I was just—I was going to ask Julian, but maybe you guys know um, he had a horse uh, 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 last year, Maram, in the Breeders' Cup. Uh, anyway, he rode that horse as a maiden, and I just wondered if he was. Uh, had any clue about when that when that filly might be coming back this year because we haven't seen her yet, and uh, just thought just wondered if he was going to have the mount or was it going to be Lascano. Uh, my second question was: Forever Together's work yesterday was uh, blistering, almost uh, mm-hmm. impossibly, impossibly fast, and uh, what he thought of that. So I'll just throw that out to you guys. I'll tell you what: after after chatting with I, I chatted with him earlier in the day. And, uh, you know, he, he told me that he's excited to be at Saratoga, and he said he's looking no farther around the bend than where he's at right now, which I think is pretty professional, at least his mind and, you know, is in the game. As far as, you know, where and what he's going to be riding, I, I'd probably, he would probably defer that right to Steve Bass, his, uh, his longtime agent, because uh, he seems like he's, uh, he's a man that's uh, he's set in the moment. He's not looking too far down the line, and, and I think that, that that bodes very well, and it's very professional that he's really keeping his mind on business. Sure, sure. I'm a big fan of his. I like his uh, patient. Oh, he looks great. On the to me, he looks like Pat Day. Yeah. Absolutely. He's, he's tremendous on the lead and coming from behind. I love him on the turf. And as you heard, uh, you know, about synthetics, he said, if you're winning, it's great. If it's not, uh, people complain. But at least it was an honest answer. 
Yeah, well, I, I'm sorry I missed the beginning of the show, but I'll, 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 I'll hear it as a replay anyway. Dan, thanks for the call. We wish you nothing but the best of luck. You bet. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right, Pistol Pete, you still in order? I'm still in order. Did you have Duck's your pizza the wrong guy when he's talking steak horses at Saratoga. You know that better than anybody. <laughs> hardly, my Only friend. Saratoga, hardly. I watch is Saratoga Harness. <laughs> That's right. You, you, you like Saratoga Harness. And, and you know what? You, you've, uh, you've kind of picked up the moniker of Mule Man. And uh, for the folks who missed it last week, what does Mule Man mean? Well, you know, I like to bet the uh, mule races in the Northern California Fair Circuit and actually... Uh, Someday, for sooner than later, I hope to get out to the Winnemucca County Fair. Uh, it's actually a two-day uh, racetrack meet in, in Nevada, Paramutual. Uh, they race nothing but mules. It's actually the start of the mule racing season up there. So it's kind of a who's who of mule racers and uh, kind of a coming attractions as well. You know, they have some juvenile trials and things of that nature. So it's definitely something I want to go to. Unfortunately, it's right smack dab in the middle of our meet at River Down. So not exactly the most feasible thing right now. Well, not right now. Maybe, Pete, uh, in, uh, in the coming years you might be able to take uh, take a couple days off in midsummer and go enjoy that out in Vegas. I didn't know they had parimutuel uh, runners in Vegas. I knew once upon a time they t- they actually tried to get a track off the ground, but I didn't know there was actual parimutuel wagering to, to actually go and wager on. Well, it's actually not in Vegas. It's actually uh, out in uh, Winnemucca County, which is out in the middle of the you know middle of nowhere. They do actually have two other race meets in Nevada that are going uh, – uh, fairly well for them, actually. One meet, Sandy Downs, is actually running right now, and then they go to uh, Elko, and then they also have the White Pine races in Ely, Nevada. So they're trying to develop somewhat of a circuit anyway. Well, that sounds good. And speaking of mules, do we have anything to watch for the upcoming weekend? Well, the, actually, the, the, the biggest mule news of the last week, for those of you that follow mule racing, is that uh, Bar JF Red Ticket, she was 13 for 13. Uh, and she did get beat. She had, was handed her first loss, but it was a no-disgrace kind of defeat because she was beat by the former queen of the mules, Miss Sarah Nelson, handed her her first defeat. So and it'll be interesting to see how Red Ticket bounces out of that race. And I really want to see, though I don't know how plausible it is with them both being coming from the same barn, I want to see Red Ticket run against her full sister, the queen of the mules, Barge of Hot Ticket. Hopefully we can see that sometime too, maybe at Ferndale. I love it. Queen of the Mules. And you know what? You've even got me turned on to watching it now. And, and, and I have to say that, uh, yes, a wager has been made on the Mules. And uh, I have the feeling by the time it's all said and done, you'll have me, you'll have me following the Mule circuits as well. I, I respect your, uh, your opinions and your predictions there. So, okay, we've got a mule from you. Can we get a horse from you as well? Uh, well, we're going to try, actually, the mule I didn't give out yet, though. The mule I like uh, Saturday at Santa Rosa. It's the Sonoma County Fair up in Wine Country in Northern California. The first race of the day is usually a mule event. Uh, Saturday's no exception. They actually put together a pretty good race, uh, $3,600 pot going 400 yards. I think that plays right into the hands of the four-mule jet fuel. Jet fuel came like he had jet fuel in him last time, come from absolutely nowhere, and got up to win it last time. The favorite in the race, Red Rooster, has been knocking heads against the best mules in the country, so definitely uh, one you want to include in there. But I like the four-mule red or jet fuel to win the first at Santa Rosa. Make sure to use the two, Loretta Jones. She's 10-1 to on the morning line. She's a bit spotty, but when she brings her A game, she's as good as anybody. And that is what day, sir? That's Saturday, August the 1st, the first race at the Sonoma County Fair, Santa Rosa, available at most wagering outlets. It's uh, the premier, one of the premier era, uh, Northern California Fair meets. 
<laughs> All right. Now we've got a few. And wait a minute. This this actual mule is the one I cashed on, correct? That's the one you cashed on. There's no point that he looked like he was going to win last time and got up in the shadow of the wire. So uh, that was at 350 yards. We're getting an additional 50 yards. So I think we're uh, ready to rock and roll. Well, we're going to be ready to at least lay a little bit of a wager down. At least I know I will be. I'm, I'm starting, to, starting to catch mule fever. Okay, we got mules out of the way. Let's move on to horses, Peter. Well, uh, I want to say one thing about one of the races tomorrow, River Downs. I'm just going to say that for those of you uh, loyal listeners out there, uh, a few weeks ago I gave a filly out to win named uh, Miss Hill Road. She actually got in a ton of trouble that afternoon that I liked her, and uh, she ended up being a very, very good second in there. Uh, she's running back tomorrow. She's 9-5 to five on the morning line. She'll probably uh, heavily bet on, but uh, she does look like she's going to be awful tough. That's in the fourth race tomorrow at River Downs. She's the outside horse to eat Miss Hill Road. Again, for those of you who listened, uh, you know how good a race you ran the last time when I gave her out at 2-1. to one. No 2-1 to one here, but if you went to the wedding, you have to go to the funeral. Um, my actual play of the day is actually in the 14th race. We got a maiden $5,000 contest for Phillies set to go 5.5 furlongs. And frankly, this is a pretty sour-looking bunch. Um, so speed will be my weapon of choice in here. I'll go for the six-horse, hints and allegations. Uh, this is this daughter of Royal Academy out of a Carson City mare. Uh, she actually looks like she's bred pretty well for the turf. Mike Tamara tried her on the turf, and she didn't take too kindly to it. She's coming out of two very, very poor efforts at uh, Ellis Park and Indiana Downs, respectively. Both of those came on sloppy sealed surfaces, but I don't think that's the alibi. I think the alibi is just pretty much that the pace was a little too much for her to handle. But she did show some speed. She lures our leading rider at River Downs, Perry Utsa, and she does have a race four races back going 5-8 at Indiana. That would be ultra-competitive in here. She cuts back a 16th. I think that'll play to her liking. If you can get the morning line, 6-1, to one, this is a very, very lackluster bunch. The morning line favorites I wouldn't touch with counterfeit money. So uh, I went for a little bit of price horse to 6. Hint and allegations. Maybe she can hint that she wants to lead tomorrow and get it for Hoots. Well, definitely if she's got any speed whatsoever, Hoots will find it and find it post-haste. Peter, I have to ask you, we talked horses, we talked best bets, we talked mules. Pete Aiello has the day off, and he has 100 bucks in his pocket. What sport would you actually go watch and wager on? Well, what, what sports would I watch or what sport no, no, would I wager no, on? I wagering. Completely, completely oh, hey, hey, come on. If you, you're not going to get a watch. You're going to wager. you got the day off, and you know, you're not even bound by states. Where would you go? Um... I don't really know. If, I'm, if it's strictly for wagering, it would have to be to a county fair meet somewhere or to a small race meet somewhere. Or, uh, actually, last Monday I went and worked a race meet up in northern Ohio, the Seneca County Fair, went and announced the races up there. That was about as wild as I've ever done. And uh, I called some Bush League racetracks in my day. So uh, I just really like the Bush tracks. I think you can find the value there, you know, as long as you can uh, you can get the old uh, shovel out and do some digging for your uh, wagering dollar. It's definitely a good run for your money. And at the same time, if you're wagering on those kind of races and you get beat, uh, how mad can you really be? You know, you didn't get run off by Julian Leperu or one of the 10,000 good riders that are in the Saratoga region, you know. So it's really kind of a, uh, you don't really take yourself too serious, and if you make a few bucks, great kind of deal. You know, I would have bet a dollar that you would have said highlight. No, see, the thing about highlight, you want to give me on my highlight rant, Highlight is one of the sports that I could go with $20. You said 100 You know, that's usually good enough. Highlight is so entertaining to watch live. And if we actually had a highlight at Fronton anywhere nearby, or if there's anybody in the South Florida area, if you've never been to live highlight, take a $20 bill and go. 
I mean, it's just absolutely spectacular. It is definitely the kind of thing where, you know, like some guys with baseball and football, if you have a wager on it, it enhances it a little bit for you. But I love watching live highlight. Uh, you're definitely right about that. But I don't really seriously bet on it. So if I had 100, I'd probably head to the fairs. If I had 20, I'm going to the front run. <laughs> well, Peter, it sounds like at least we know what you'd be doing. And if we were hitman, we'd have no problem finding you whatsoever because you're a man that likes the action. Absolutely, you know, and uh, if I had uh, $100 and I went to a sport that wasn't wagering, it would probably be, uh, probably be a baseball game or something to that effect, you know, so I like a good baseball game, but that's oh, about it, you know, racing's been in my blood since the get-go, so once you get it in your blood, it's awful hard to get it out. And you had your father in town a couple of days this week, and he was even on the regular guy show with John Engelhardt, and he even got to see you apply your trade. Well, you know, he's been a supporter of mine since day one, so he actually came up because he wanted to be uh, to have the county fair experience. He'd actually never been to a county fair meet, so it's, uh, if anybody out there has lives anywhere around a county fair, you know, even if you're, if you're strictly a Saratoga, a Del Mar, a Belmont-type better, head out to the county fair. You know, you don't have to bet. Just head out there and watch it. I mean, it, it's, it's entertaining enough in itself. You'll never know what you'll see at the county fairs. And uh, definitely uh, a lot of people having a good, real good time. Actually, I have a friend of mine that trains on the county fair circuit. He sums it up best. He says, you come out, you have a few beers, you have a few laughs, and you make a few bucks. So <laughs> what, what more could you ask from in life? Bees, as he calls it. <laughs> what more could you ask for? Pete, thanks for the uh, call in. Thanks for the guidance on mules, horses, and a little bit of a life talk. We appreciate you calling in each week. All right, well, everybody out there in Radio Land, let's make some money these next couple of days. Looks like we got at least some opportunity to do so. It sounds good. Thanks again, Pete. All right, that's from Pete Aiello with his uh, plan for the weekend. Mules, horses, highlight, baseball, you name it. Pete is a colorful character. Trust me, this guy's going to go a long way in racing. Well, it's time to head into a break. When we return, we're going to be talking final furlong handicapping, and you're only going to get it here on Winning Ponies. Saying she a gold digger, but she ain't messing with no broke niggas. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger, but she ain't messing with no broke niggas. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. The following commercial is sponsored by FeedThePig.org, an organization devoted to helping you save money. We will not entice you with messages like Lowest prices in town. Dealer approved, certified pre-owned. Nor will we brag about our Huge selection. Enormous variety. We will offer no contingencies like See store for details. Legal exclusions apply. Because we simply want to help you spend smarter and save better. Log on to FeedThePig.org. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. Hi, my name is Joanne, and I have mannequinism. Well, I did have it, but I'm not a mannequin anymore. Doctors said over 75% of my body turned into plastic. They said it's because I wasn't active in my community. 
because I didn't vote or volunteer or I don't know. All I wanted to do was cry, but I couldn't because I had plastic eyes. Protect yourself from mannequinism. Log on to fightmannequinism.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back to the final furlong with handicapping here on Winning Ponies. Winning Pony's honored to have on Mr. Julian Lebreu, Pistol Pete Aiello, calling with his plan for the weekend. And we are going to round it up with Final Furlong Handicapping here. I'm going to put it in a nutshell. Things that I've read, things that I've seen over the years. If you're going to play Del Mar, if they're going to be sprints, you better be a little closer to the lead, up to about seven panels. If they're going to go two turns, you better start playing closers. Saratoga? We got to kind of, as Julian said, we got to play it as the weather progresses and how things go. Little note for you on the turf sprinters: the outside posts do pretty well. The turns come up a little tighter, which means tactical speed plays in hand. The rest, it's kind of a wait and see because we're only two days in to the meet. And as Julian said, we got to see what Mother Nature brings us. Speaking about bringing you something. Let's talk about some races that are actually going to happen on this Saturday. Let's start in the 8th at Mountaineer, the Grade 2 West Virginia Derby, going a mile and an eighth. Mind that bird, Kentucky Derby winner back in action here. Exits out of the Belmont, made a middle move. Had the lead and coughed it up at the end there. That is a sweeping wide turreted Big Sandy, which is Belmont. 8 for 11 in the money lifetime. This 3-year-old gelding by Brian Birdstone. Looks the part to fit very well in this field. I'm not going to call it weak, but I'm going to call it uh, less challenging. The last time the last time this gelding faced a mile and eighth was the Sunland Derby, $900,000 up for grab. Made a middle move and ran fourth, actually, before scoring in the Kentucky Derby. I say mine, that bird, goes on to win and win easily. And someone else you may want to use in there is a three-year-old colt by the name of Big Drama. Third start off of a layoff, uh, Abarcoa after winning seven links last time out, I, I think is a pretty impressive piece of action. That is in the 8th of Mountaineer. Mind that bird. You're definitely going to want to be a part of it because you want to see what the Kentucky Derby winner is up to. Race number three at Del Mar. We're going to go five and a half furlongs. We've got a state-bred Philly maiden race here. I like the one Magic Yodeler speed, speed, and more speed here. And I think this gal by Swiss Yodeler is going to have her time to relax because there shouldn't be as much early speed pressing. There, Alex Solis aboard for Mike Harrington. She should be able to relax. And Harrington uh, is in the money 37% of his time with his babies. And the dam of this runner actually shoots 75% winners with two-year-olds. That's Magic Yodeler in the third at Del Mar. On the race number five we go, a mile and a 16th on the turf. A very nice allowance race. I like the deuce. It's Angus. 
Joel Rosario for John Sadler, second off of a layoff. If you look back three times ago, running in New Zealand, six-year-old gelding by my halo here. Joel Rosario was coming down the stretch in between horses and running very nice on late at a sweet little price, almost 5-1 to one. Angus, because I actually had Angus in the contest. So actually, I remember it and remember it well. The dam of this runner was a stakes winner, and that is all I've got to say. In the fifth race at Del Mar on Saturday, look no further than Angus. Eighth race at Del Mar, we're going to go a mile on the turf. Seems like the turf racing is rocking and rolling, and I love the nine in this race. And the reason act is JoJo Talimony, our for acting lady for Doug O'Neill. This is the San Clemente Handicap Grade 2. This filly exits out of a Grade 1, and I say JoJo Talamo gets acting lady in the 8th at Del Mar right to the winner's circle. Let's switch our attack, and let's go to Arlington Park, and let's go to race number 7. Race number 7, a mile and 316th on the turf, the Rossi Gold, $50,000. I love Streamcat in there. Streamcat with James Graham aboard for Marie Biancone. Actually, if you go back uh, two races, was a beaten favorite, dropping from the Arlington Handicap, a grade three race where, you know, he just got dusted. But uh, in for the $50,000 stakes action, I think fits this gelding very nice. Stream Cat in the seventh at Arlington looks really, really good to me, and I think should really look good to you. We're going to finish out. We're going to head up to New York Way. We're going to go to Saratoga as Julian Le Peru was talking about. And we're going to start in the fifth race there, and we are going to go all the way out to number 10, and that is Love, Gub, Jamie Terrio in the arse of D. Wayne Lucas, dropping like a rock in the river, coming out of the Belmont grade one. Finished a very nice fifth on a mild rally. Jamie Terrio uh, is a very talented rider indeed. And uh, D. Wayne Lucas, he's starting to get to be one of the most quotable fellas in racing. In the fifth race at Saratoga on Saturday, number 10, Love Gov is all you need to know. And then we move on to the ninth race at Saratoga, the Grade 1 Diana, a mile and an eighth on the turf. And you have to love that. And I like the three. That's Rutherian. Six to one on Rutherian, number three. Alan Garcia for Christophe Clement. These guys team up very well together, exiting off of a win. We'll finish out with the tenth race in the Jim Dandy. And it's a very, very competitive race. I'm going to take our man Julian Lefru on Saratoga Center. Actually, two races in a row has not raced since Saratoga Center won the Grade Three Holy Bull. So, if our man Julian is sticking up there and he's riding for his his good pal Eddie Keneally, in this last 60 days they've won 21 percent together. I like this three-year-old Colts chance. He's by Harlan's Holiday. Harlan's Holiday has been throwing nothing but steamers for a long time and coming around really, really nicely. Saratoga Center on the rails, Julian Lampreau shooting two bullets in the morning just like Jesse James. Well, there you have it. Time flies when you're talking thoroughbred racing and winning ponies would like to thank this week's special guest, Mr. Julian Lampreau and Mr. Pistol Pete Ialo for his weekend plans for mules and horses. Mules and horses. And we have a great weekend of racing in store for us as these summer days are winding down slowly, so you got to enjoy it while you can. So until next week, may your winners be many, 
your photos be few. Good luck to everyone. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.